BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, this is Ron Krejcik of the San Francisco Chronicle. Connor Letourneau is on his annual off-season sabbatical, so I'm here with the latest episode of Warriors Off Court. We talked to first-round draft choice Jordan Poole from the University of Michigan, who has such personality that his college coach, John Bayline described him as having an overdose of swag. I asked Poole about that during our interview Thursday at the Warriors practice facility in Oakland, and we'll be back with that conversation right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Warriors Off Court. We're here with first-round draft choice Jordan Poole. Jordan, thanks for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Jordan, we're curious sort of what these past five, six weeks have been like. I imagine you envision for much of your life what it might like be like to be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. How has it been, uh, your, your initial experience to the Warriors in the NBA? Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, obviously, being able to go and play summer league with the guys and kind of get a feel for the offense. But, um, you know, I went to a really – strict high school, really strict college. So um, it's a huge difference. It's a change. Um, you know, you got to be professional. Everything's on your own. You got a lot of free time. Um, you know, just come in and you can just strictly focus on basketball. And that's something I've always wanted to do. Um, and it's amazing. But just being able to have uh, such such a great group of guys, you know, a great organization who's willing to help you and um, get you better at, at all costs is, uh, is, is amazing. You mentioned summer league. What what was that like? What did you learn about yourself and your game and your teammates from yeah. from summer league? Yeah, summer league kind of just made me feel as if this is where I'm supposed to be. I felt like the most comfortable I've ever felt. Um, you know, I'm saying at any level, and um, uh, it was just a great experience. Obviously, being around a lot of a lot of guys who have been playing in the NBA before and kind of being able to showcase my talent, I felt extremely comfortable out there. And um, the system as well, it, it made me feel really comfortable. The actions that we ran and um, the positions that I was put in and just the confidence that they were giving me um, on top of the confidence that I already have is just, uh, it was a really good, really good experience. What have you been working on since summer league? And I know there was some stuff written obviously about your three point shooting wasn't maybe yeah. what it was in college, which is yeah. normal sure. as you transition. How, how are you working to kind of get that back to where you want it to be? Yeah, I'm not really thinking too much about it. Um, I've, I've been focusing on my body a lot more, you know, in the weight room. Um, that's something that I've been taking extremely serious. Uh, I feel like I'm at my best when my body's in the best shape uh, possible. And um, so that's really what I've been doing now. We do a couple games here and there, a couple one-on-ones, you know, just a lot of uh, freestyle stuff, a lot of action, just to make sure that you keep the ball in your hands. Um, but more than importantly right now, I've just been doing a lot of, a lot of weight room, getting my body stronger, um, being able to withstand the physicality of the NBA. So that's kind of what I've been focused on these last couple weeks. 
One of the, the challenges for any rookie is w when to shoot, shot selection. Yeah. Um, how has that, what did you learn about that during summer league? And I know Aaron Miles worked with you mm -hmm. and maybe since then, how, uh, yeah. how does that evolve? Yeah, in college, it was, it was extremely, uh, it, was, it was different. You know, they, they really kind of focused on my shot selection, but you know, in the NBA, it's a faster game and it's a rhythm game and you're gonna get a lot of shots and you know, it's, it's a different type of ball game. Um, I think in summer league, the first couple of games, you know, I, I wanted to get a feel for it, see how it was. Um, and then I was still being aggressive, but obviously when we went to Vegas, I think uh, I was able to show how comfortable I was um, being able to, to take the shots. They want me to be aggressive. You know, they drafted me because I'm a shot maker and I'm able to create plays for myself, but also play make for others. And um, it's a lot of confidence. You know, I don't think there's a lot of shots that they want me to turn down, if any, but it's just a matter of getting to my spots and trying to take the best possible shot. But they want me to be a shot maker, and um, I think I was able to, to show that's what I'm capable of in some ways. What do you think about the situation here and the opportunity? I mean, we're here on August 1st, yeah. and if someone had told you June, June 1st, two months ago, mm -hmm. you'd be at the Warriors, yeah. you might have had a different reaction because before Clay got hurt, mm -hmm. before Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala left. Mm -hmm. I mean, now at your position, yeah. it seems like there's a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. How do you sort of view that? Yeah, um, I feel like there's not an opportunity that I could be placed in that's better than this. Um, you know, with the system and how they how they play, you know, they just know how to play the game the right way. And um, They obviously value three-point shooting and shot making. And um, coming into a situation like the one I'm in now, um, there's huge opportunity. But more than importantly, I just want to get better at everything, you know, offensively, defensively, just kind of expand my game. But also just, just try to put myself in a position where I'm able to impact the, the team, you know what I'm saying, in a positive way, whether it's on the court, off the court, uh, whatever it is. But if you were to tell me, um, I could potentially be playing a lot of minutes as a rookie on the Warriors. It would be something that I'll definitely kind of give you a second look at, but right. um, it's very much realistic. You know, I think the guys here and the, the players and the coaches are kind of, um, you know, they, they know that and they understand that and we're really just in here working. So. How much did you or closely did you watch the Warriors the last couple of years? I mean, I know you grew up back east, you, uh, Indiana, I believe, and Milwaukee, Milwaukee and then Milwaukee, Indiana, Milwaukee, right? Indiana. And then obviously went to school at Michigan. Mm -hmm. But the Warriors have become sort of a national yeah. phenomenon the last four or mm -hmm. five years. How closely did you watch? What were your impressions yeah. watching the Warriors as a college basketball player? Yeah, I think if you didn't watch the Warriors, you were not a basketball <laughs> fan. I really feel like that's the way to put it. They kind of just changed the game, you know, with Steph and Clay. And, and then obviously when they brought Katie over and, and – and just the way they play, um, you know, this is, is, is kind of revolutionary and, and being able just to see how uh, how dominant they were these last couple of years. You know, I watched stuff a lot as far as trying to trying to find ways to expand my game to, to create off or on the ball space to get my shot off. But I also looked at Clay a, a ton as well because we ran a lot of off ball actions for me at school and um, how quick he is with his release and how he gets his spot. So just Watching them all the time, you know, whether it was highlights or catching big time games, whatever the situation is, I, I definitely watched them a, a, a good amount. How much interaction have you had with Steph and Draymond maybe since you've been here? Mm -hmm. Draymond, obviously a Michigan State alum, yeah. not famously tolerant of Michigan mm -hmm. <laughs> alums. I imagine that's been some uh, lively interaction with him. Yeah, um, I've been hanging out with D'Lo a lot since he got here. You know, Steph's been uh, away, obviously with his family and stuff, and, right. and taking some time off. I walked in last week and I saw Draymond in here shooting. And uh, before I left for summer league, I had a, the only book bag I had was a Michigan bag. So I asked for another bag and I had the bag in my locker. And uh, it was on top of my suitcase for the stuff for obviously when we uh, leave over in transition. And I walked in the day that Draymond came to work out and my bag was across the room. He had <laughs> threw it across the locker room. The bag stood there, I didn't touch it, but 
Uh, he didn't throw it away. Like, he didn't throw it away, so that's good. Nah, I mean, it is what it is. But, <laughs> you know, like, obviously that stuff you expect. You know, Draymond's a great guy. And being able just to meet him and, and seeing, like, the work that he puts in and how successful he's been. And um, I have so many questions for him, you know. And, and just to be in the same team as him and, and pick his brain is something that I'm looking forward to as well as I am with all these other guys. But uh, I definitely thought that was uh, pretty funny for sure. We've mentioned Michigan a couple times. What what was that like playing at Michigan for John Bayline? What did you learn there, and what went into your decision to leave? Because yeah. I imagine that wasn't an easy decision. Yeah, um, you know, it was an amazing experience. <clears throat> I want to say we I was 60, 63 and fifteen my two years there, which is that's correct. I checked pretty, it. <laughs> pretty good win percentage. Um, you know, Sweet Sixteen in the national championship game. So, you know, I learned a lot. Um, but I always felt that my game translated to the NBA more than it did for college, and I feel like if there was any time, um, this year would have been the year. And uh, I felt extremely confident in that decision. And uh, after the season, you know, I talked to the coaches and uh, I talked to my position coach a lot, Coach DeAndre Haynes, um, who's at Maryland now. I would talk to him all the time about it. And he, he was kind of the guy who, who got me through my two years there. And he was extremely supportive of my decision. And um, the outcome that, that I did now by just believing, believing in myself um, and being able to go first round to the Warriors, you know, I always felt like my game translated and I feel extremely comfortable like I did in summer league. But, you know, I'm just excited to be here more than anything. And, uh, ready to learn and ready to work. What is it about your game that you think is more suited to the NBA style? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's more space, you know, and especially when you have guys who can who can create plays for others. Uh, it makes it it makes it easier just to, to knock shots down, you know. But also um, being able just to to create my own shot, you know. I think uh, being a bigger guard, kind of getting in my spots, um, and and just knowing how to play the right way. I think that's something that is is. Uh, you can kind of look over, and I learned that a lot at Michigan. And um, being able just to make shots, like I said, and, and, and being able to play the one, the two, and um, you know, it's a lot of stuff that I feel like I, I'm, I'm still able to add to my game and become better at, like anybody. But um, right now, where I'm at, I feel like I'm able to, to make an impact. What about playing in the Big Ten? I mean, that's a unique conference, yeah. very rugged conference, traditionally very strong. Mm -hmm. How did that shape you and maybe prepare you for this? Do you think? Um. I think that is what was different about coming and playing in the NBA. You know, the Big Ten is just strong, physical, you know, not fast paced really. And, right. you know, I think one thing that everybody in the Big Ten jokes about is everybody sits on the elbows, you know? So there's, <laughs> you, you, if you, there's no ISO. Like, there's no way you'll be able to have an ISO in the Big Ten. You know, you got guys sitting on the elbows and you got a seven footer, eight footer in there who's, who's just wide body. Who's, he, he, An eight footer? Really? That'd be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you got guys who are, who are just big down there. Right. Um, but in, when we went to summer league, it was just kind of, it kind of caught me by surprise how much space there was, you know, coming off a lot of down screens and off ball screens, there was so much space for the curls. And, you know, you got bigs dropping on ball screens, which is giving you a lot of the mid range game. It's, it's just, it, it was eye opening. Um, but, you know, I think it prepared me to see what it's like, obviously, to play at a different a different type of style. And, um, you know, like I said, the physicality, you kind of get used to it and um, something that you adapt to. But uh, it's definitely a different type of conference for sure. Well, if any team is going to create space, it's this team, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. John Bayline, uh, one of his quotes that circulated a lot is that you have an overdose of swag. <laughs> yeah. uh, what does that mean to you yeah. when he said that? Uh, I think I just, I'm a unique personality, you know, I have a lot of confidence in myself on the court, off the court, and um, I'm not afraid to be myself, you know, I think that's something that 
um, really has helped me get to where I am today. You know, I have a lot of confidence and um, a lot of people doubted me as far as coming out into the draft and simply just because I had confidence and I knew what I was able to do, I went first round. You know, it's, it's little stuff like that that um, that I kind of really just take pride in. And, uh, you know, I'm fun loving. You know, I like to have fun playing basketball. You know, this is something that we love to do and try to keep a um, a good type of vibe in the locker room. But when I'm out there, I'm just comfortable. You know, it's just the type of game that I play is just, you know, have fun. Um, and I think it was new, especially as a freshman at Michigan, when somebody was just so open to do that. Um, you know, we got a lot of tough, tough guys, straight laced guys, you know, guys who weren't show a lot of expression. But um, being able just to, you know, do that as a freshman, I feel like that's kind of the, the tag that I was able to to, um, to take on. Now, obviously, with that confidence in any player at your level has to have a certain amount of, of yeah. self-belief. Mm -hmm. But coming in here as a young guy, sometimes yeah. it takes time in the NBA. Yeah. And there's guys who come in after two years of college, and it might take them a year or two to get adjusted, yeah. and then they have very good careers. How patient are you as you make this transition? Yeah. Well, obviously, I plan on playing in the NBA for an extremely long time. And coming into the situation where I'm around some of the greatest players in the NBA, if not history, is you can't do anything else but learn. You know, you, you obviously have to be patient, and um, everything's not going to happen in the snap of a finger. So you just... Um, learn as much as you can. You know, what I'm saying always have confidence. Though, just rely on the hard work that you put in. And um, you know, there's obviously going to be bumps and bumps and bruises. There's never going to be an easy path. Um, but you know, that's at every level. So kind of finding out um, ways to get overcome those. You know, because everybody's been through it. Steph's been through it. Clay's been through it. Draymond has. So being able just to ask those guys, and uh, it'll make it a lot easier. But just being able to have confidence and rely on the hard work that you put in is um, kind of really all it boils down to. You obviously were picked 28th overall late in the first round, I think widely projected as a second rounder. Mm -hmm. How much there's a special cachet and maybe sort of responsibility and expectations with being a first round pick. Right. That's a label that kind of sticks to someone. Yeah. How important was it to you to go in the first round? And, and how does that affect you going forward? Do you feel a, a heightened sense of responsibility as a first round pick? Yeah. I think coming in, that's if you ask my parents, if you ask my my coaches, it's first round, first round, first round. You know, I don't even think I was on a lot of boards until maybe a week before the draft. Right. You know, I wasn't paying attention to that stuff because I knew what I was capable of and what I showed in the workouts. But I was like, yo, I have to be first round. Like, I'm gonna make it. You know, what I'm saying I was obviously able to prove myself. But um, you know, at this point, everybody's good in the NBA. First round players, these guys have been in the league for ten years. Guys have been in the league for three years. So, um, you know, you just want to produce how you can. You know, I don't think there's any. Uh, expectations um, that I'm going to put on myself other than just trying to learn, you know, and put myself in the best position possible. But, um, of course, you want to go out there, you want to do well, you want to, you know what I'm saying, make an impact. But uh, I wouldn't say there's a sense of responsibility more than anything. I feel like they trusted me, you know, they want me here. Um, they picked me for a reason, you know what I'm saying, being able just to believe in me. And that, that gives uh, somebody a, a, a more chip a more chip on their shoulder just to work harder, you know, to sure. to not let them down, you feel me? So being able to be in that position and them wanting me to be here made it, uh, it made it extremely comfortable. I imagine you've seen games on TV from Oracle Arena. Uh, have, have you visited Chase Center? Uh, what do you think about playing in a new arena? Yeah. I mean, you're obviously not going to have the chance to play in a mm -hmm. building that was famously raucous. Yeah. Uh, are you curious? What do you sense about yeah. uh, how Chase Center is going to affect this season? Yeah, you know, I think it's just a new start. Um, you know, being able to move to San Francisco and, and uh, everything that that uh, has been going on, I think that the organization deserves it. You know, being able to, to do everything that they've done and, and have the, an amazing arena how they do. Um, but more than importantly, I think they're also still bringing that culture over. It's not like they're leaving it. And, um, you know, they, 
it's an environment that is extremely special, you know, so I feel like I'm just um, extremely thankful and appreciative just to be in a position that I am in and um, also just being able just to, to, to still be here, you know, and, and kind of experience that with the amazing fans that we have. So I'm just excited. You know, they had such a, a lot of memories in Oracle. I'm still trying to uh, see if we can bring some over to the chase center. Right. I'm excited. What about living in the Bay Area? Uh, you obviously have a background in the Midwest yeah. from Milwaukee to Indiana to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. What's that been like? Uh, you said you found a place in San Francisco. Yeah. What? Uh, how's life different on the West Coast so far? Yeah. At heart, if you ask anybody that's close to me, I always feel like I was from California to begin with. So <laughs> being able to actually be out here, I mean, it's amazing. You know, and the weather is always nice. And um, just the, the people, it's so diverse. and. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm personally in love. Obviously, don't want to leave anytime soon, but uh, um, it's just amazing. San Francisco and Oakland, you know, obviously making the transition over there and, and being on the water and it's just positive vibes. Uh, so when uh, we actually make that transition all the way over to San Francisco, I'll be extremely excited. What are you going to think in February when it's uh, 12 degrees back in the Midwest and 65 or 70 here? I'll probably be FaceTiming my parents with, a, with no shirt on. They got coats and hats on and gloves, but... Uh, Nah, they'll, they'll definitely make a lot of trips, but I'm definitely not missing the snow at all. Jordan Poole, thanks very much for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of the offseason, and good luck in, uh, in your rookie year. No problem. Appreciate it. I want to thank Jordan Poole for his time today and King Kaufman for producing this latest episode of Warriors Off Court. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next time. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron and email me at cleturno at sfchronicle.com. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.